Welcome to Flip the Script Podcast. All right, so I'm sure that a lot of you have heard about this new mis- and disinformation governance board that has been put out by the Department of Homeland Security, led by Nina Jankowitz, who ironically has put out a lot of mis- and disinformation herself. So the hashtag Ministry of Truth has been trending a lot. Now, the Ministry of Truth is from George Orwell's book, 1984. So I'm going to be covering that today. But before we get into that, make sure you hit that like button, hit the subscribe button, and then hit the share button. I did two or three podcasts on 1984 already. I didn't finish it. It was in my early days of podcasting, so I didn't really know what I was doing. So hopefully today's episode will be a little bit more enjoyable. But if you want to go back and look at those older videos, go ahead. There's actually a playlist titled 1984. All right, so we're going to get right into it. What is the Ministry of Truth? Well, in the book 1984, the main character, Winston, he actually works for the Ministry of Truth. The Ministry of Truth is part of four government ministries that make up the whole government of the state of Oceania, where Winston lives, which is at the time, modern day London, right? So the book takes place in 1984. The creation of Oceania happened after World War II, where the party had has taken power. So the Ministry of Truth, where Winston works, is responsible for the news media, entertainment, and fine arts. That's particularly interesting because when you look at today's modern left, they control the news media, academia, and Hollywood, right? Those three things have the biggest influence on culture and society. And right now, today's leftists control all that. Then you have the Ministry of Peace, which concerns itself with anything war, anything war-related, the military, that's the Ministry of Peace. And then you have the Ministry of Love, which is law enforcement. So you have the police and then you have the thought police. We're going to get into that later. And then you have the Ministry of Plenty, which is responsible for economic affairs, right? So in the Ministry of Truth, where Winston works, he's part of the outer party and his job is to change history, change documents, change newspapers, get rid of anything that is against the party, basically changes the culture and changes the history of what actually happened. Right? So the purpose is if you don't learn history, then you're going to repeat it. And to keep the control over the people, the party has to change history and put out propaganda on behalf of the party. And look at our news media right now. That's exactly what they do. We're talking about the Department of Homeland Security, the Disinformation and Misinformation Governance Board, and what they have been tasked to do. So they've been tasked to combat mis- and disinformation in minority communities for the upcoming primary elections. This is really what's scary because you have a government-funded entity that is going to be censoring or marking information as mis- or disinformation if it is not favorable to the party that is in power, which is the Democrat Party. So we've seen them do this already in the 2020 election and the 2016 election. We've already seen the media, academia, and Hollywood work together to put out certain narratives. It's already happening, but now it is going to be government funded. That should scare everybody. Nita Jankowitz, who is going to be leading this new department, was a paper tape hoaxer. She pushed the fake Russian dossier that has been proven to be Russian disinformation. And she's been on TV talking about how it's real and that it's been corroborated and that Nobody's been able to disprove it. She's on video doing this. And she's going to be leading the government's mis- and disinformation governance board. This causes a whole bunch of problems for free speech. And anybody who believes in free speech knows that when you start to censor speech, censor what people can see, it actually doesn't have the intended effects that those who are trying to censor wants. If somebody's a conspiracy theorist and they start talking about these conspiracies and then you try to censor them, that just reinforces their conspiracy. And everybody who believes that conspiracy is going to be reinforced. They're trying to stop their speech. 
because what they're saying must be true, right? That's the way conspiracy theories work. So what's going to happen is you're actually going to have more conspiracy theories, real ones. What this is really about is about the Hispanic population in Southern Florida because they're starting to turn red and they've been turning red for a long time and Democrats are losing ground over there. So there's conservative radio shows that have popped up in Southern Florida and all over Florida that are Spanish language speaking. And the Democrats and the government are really worried about this because they're changing minds and they're starting to turn people away from the Democrat party. So the plan is that this government agency is going to censor these radio shows, the social media, their platform. They're going to try to censor that and mark it as mis and disinformation. Now, anybody with a brain could see why this is a problem. I don't want to have to spend time trying to explain why this is a problem. So the modern left has been taking the playbook out of 1984 for a long time. It's not by accident that after Elon Musk strikes a deal with Twitter to purchase Twitter and bring Twitter back to being a free speech platform, that the government has to create this mis and disinformation governance board where they can govern over mis and disinformation and tell you what is real and what's not. There's a quote from the book 1984 that I'm going to read right now. It says that the party told you to reject the evidence of your eyes and your ears. It was their final and most essential command. So let's break that down for a second. It says that the party, that's the governing party in the book 1984. That's the party of Big Brother, right? Big Brother is always watching you. But since I'm drawing comparisons between Big Brother and the party of 1984 and of today's modern left, when I say the party, just insert the Democrats and the progressives and the extreme left into that party, okay? They're telling you to reject the evidence that your eyes and your ears have shown you. So that's why you have social media has these fact checkers, right? They come out and they say, oh no, this didn't happen. Joe Biden didn't try to shake the hand of the air. A bird did not poop on Joe Biden. That was corn. And that's what these fact checkers who are supposed to be truth seekers are putting out that, no, what you saw on video did not happen. Joe Biden's not in mental decline. No, no, no. He's perfectly fine. He's not confused. But we see this with our own eyes. We see inflation at all time highs. We have the price of gas is skyrocketing. And this has been happening since pretty much the day Joe Biden took office. But the disinformation that the regime is putting out is that this is all due to Vladimir Putin and the war in Ukraine. The war in Ukraine only started in February, but the prices of everything has been increasing since Joe Biden took office January 20-something of 2021. So you can't blame Putin for your failed policies. And they actually expect you to believe it, that the propaganda that they're putting out, that Jen Psaki gets up at the podium every day and tells lies, and she expects us to believe it. Many people do believe it because the party has told us to reject the evidence that we've seen with our own eyes and our own ears. Everybody knows that gas prices have been going up since Joe Biden took office when he stopped the production of oil in the United States and put more restrictions on where you can drill on federal lands and then ending the Keystone Pipeline, which was a pipeline to transport oil from Canada to the United States. And then they say, oh, well, that wouldn't have changed anything because oil is still coming through other means. Yeah, the other means is through trucks, which you can't move as much oil through trucks as you can through a pipeline. Not to mention that transporting it through trucks is not environmentally effective when the pipeline is. But you could get a lot more oil from Canada into the United States through a pipeline than you can through trucks. It's common sense. Everybody knows it. But the party is telling you to reject that evidence that you've seen with your own eyes and your own ears. Jen Psaki's job is to get up there and give propaganda on behalf of the party. Everything that she says is a lie. They spin everything in a way where the mouthpieces in the media are going to regurgitate what they say and the professors in academia are going to co-sign to what the party says. And you're going to have actors in Hollywood taking to social media, reinforcing the things 
things that the Ministry of Truth says. The real Ministry of Truth in the United States is academia, Hollywood, and the news media. But the Ministry of Truth that has been created by the government and the Department of Homeland Security is the Mis- and Disinformation Governance Board, who's going to tell you to reject the evidence that your eyes and your ears have seen. So in 1984, Big Brother, who was the leader of the party, watches everything that you do. They're under constant surveillance from these telescreens that are inside uh, homes. Anywhere you go, there's a telescreen pretty much looking at you. And what it is, it's a screen that's on the wall and it pushes just propaganda all day. You can't turn it off. Not only is it giving you propaganda all the time, it's also watching you. So anybody from the party could plug in and watch you. You don't know how many people are doing this. You don't know if they're watching you at all times. You could only assume that they're watching you at all times, but definitely you know that at any time you can be watched. Yeah, posters everywhere that says Big Brother's watching you. Now, in a way, this is pretty much what's going on now. We have, everybody has a smart TV where the news media pushes out its propaganda. Smart TVs, they could pick up voice activation. You have voice activation remotes. You could tell TVs what to do. You have hooked up to Alexis, hooked up to Apple TVs, hooked up to Amazon Fire Sticks, right? All those things record. Everything that you say, your phone is a recording device and everything that you say is recorded. Have you ever talked about a certain thing and then seen an ad for it? Almost simultaneously, you either get an email or an ad pops up on social media about something that you were just talking about. So Big Brother is always watching. Now, there was a thing that was in the news a couple of years ago about metadata, all the data collection that's being stored up and creating a profile on you. you. See this going on in China? It's like the social credit score, right? And then if you remember with Edward Snowden, he became an enemy of the state because he leaked information that the NSA was collecting metadata on American citizens. Do you think that stopped? Then it stopped. But they're still collecting data on American citizens. They're collecting metadata. This is how, how do you think all those people that were, that went inside the Capitol on January 6th were caught? It's not from facial recognition. It's because a lot of them had masks on. Some of them took them off, but it was because of phone data. They were able to see who was inside the Capitol. They issued warrants to the communications companies, got all the phone data. Then they were able to access text messages and see who people were communicating with. And in the book, 1984, there's a scene where a helicopter is driving up to people's apartments and looking into the windows. They were spying on the people, right? This is under the Ministry of Love, and this is the law enforcement apparatus. This is the regular police. However, Winston goes on to say that the regular police don't matter. Nobody cares about them. The real police is the thought police. And if you were charged with a thought crime, it's punishable by death. In the book, Winston gets hold of a diary, which is illegal. And there's a spot in his apartment where he can actually not be seen by the screen. So he goes there and he starts writing in it. And what he was writing was thought crimes. He ends up writing about taking down Big Brother, taking down the government, right? This is a thought crime, which is punishable by death. And Winston actually writes that he's a dead man walking, that he knows that what he's doing is punishable by death. So today's thought crimes, we'll put aside being shadow banned, being censored on social media, and we're in demonetized and trying to destroy you, cancel culture. We'll put all that aside for a second. We're going to talk about what our actual law enforcement agencies are doing as thought crimes. If you remember, there was a case where so-called White nationalists, white extremists were going to kidnap Governor Gretchen Whitmer because of her COVID lockdown policies, right? And then for years, we just heard these white nationalists plot to kidnap the governor. Not only were they going to kidnap her, but they could have possibly killed her. That was the plan. These white nationalists are the biggest threat to society, to our national security. Well, those individuals were put on trial. And guess what? Those individuals were exonerated. Why? Because they were set up by the FBI. The FBI seek these individuals out, became friends with them, and then started talking about a plot that they made up, that the FBI created to kidnap the governor and tried to recruit these guys into joining them. And they did. And then as they're about to carry it out, 
The FBI takes him down and it's all over the news that this plot to kidnap the governor was stopped by the FBI. The only problem is that the FBI created that whole plot. That plot would not have existed if the FBI didn't create it. So these people were essentially charged with thought crime. They would not have been involved in a plot to kidnap the governor if the FBI didn't approach them and pitch that to them first. The FBI planned it out, created the whole plot, and got these poor saps involved and used them as a scapegoat in an attempt to tie them to Donald Trump's rhetoric about these COVID lockdowns. It's not the first time that the FBI has done this. If you remember during the war on terror, every now and then you would see a report of a terrorist attack that was stopped by the FBI and the intelligence agencies. Except that that's not true. They didn't stop any terror attacks. What they did was they created terror attacks and got people to join them and then arrested them. A thought crime. They would find these guys, often in young, impressionable, Muslim guys start giving them propaganda and trying to see how far they could get them radicalized and then start throwing out terror plots to them and asking them to help and start pushing them to be the catalyst for these terror plots that the FBI was creating only to arrest them when the time came to carry out the attack. That was never going to happen because it was a plot from the FBI themselves. And then they put on the news media that they stopped a terror attack from these Islamic extremists inside the United States, except that there was no plan for an attack. There was no plot. It was created by the FBI. And that's what they do. They thought crimes. They do this over and over again. But people are starting to wake up. That's why the jury exonerated those guys that were charged in the Gretchen Whitmer kidnapping case. There's a scene in 1984 where the Ministry of Truth are preparing for the two minutes of hate. Two minutes of hate is when they all get everybody in front of a screen and they sit down and they start showing propaganda from the enemy of the state, Emmanuel Goldstein, who is the opposition leader, who has been deemed public enemy number one, who is the one that is trying to take down the party, trying to take down everything that Big Brother and the party has done. Traitor. And everybody's sitting there and all screaming at the screen, throwing stuff at the screen, screaming, yelling, kind of like the way the modern leftists do when they hear things that they don't agree with, like they did when Donald Trump was elected in 2016. The famous meme when that thing on the street screaming, no, that's what what they were doing. This is the same thing. Now, don't get it twisted. I'm not a staunch Republican. I actually don't like the Republican Party. They're a bunch of do-nothings, spineless, saps that are in it for themselves. Instead of doing what's right for the people, they try to do what's right for themselves. And they think that if they play nice with the left, then they will be saved. However, they are the lesser of the two evils. And even though that the Republicans aren't the answer to all the problems of the country, the Democrats are definitely the cause of all the problems in the country. That's why it's important to vote. Vote in your primaries. You need to vote out these guys that have been in Congress that are do-nothings and get some candidates in that will actually make some change that are for the better and for the benefit of the people. So that's all I got for today. If you haven't read George Orwell 1984, I suggest reading it. There's also a movie on it. It's on Amazon. You can rent it for like $3.99. Make sure you hit this like button, hit the subscribe button. Make sure you share this video. Keep your mind sharp. Remember, Big Brother's always watching you and the Ministry of Truth is out there trying to censor what you say. Don't listen to the news media. This is the Flip the Script Podcast.